Welcome, my friends, to Shaking the Salt with Dr. Peppers. My bio reads from troubled teen to teacher of the year, 100-pound weight loss, blah, blah, blah. You know the sort of thing you're working on in your before and after life story. So at the end of the message, stay tuned if you want to contact me for any reason, including prayers. Thank you. And I'm Dr. Peppers, Shaking the Salt. Here we go. Yes, you read that title right. Yes, that's what it means. If you don't know what it means, as there are so many new slang words from this younger generation, things like Netflix and chill. I kept hearing that over and over, and finally one of my friends told me that means that um, you put a movie on, but you're really making out, and maybe even going further than that, while you're chilling, if you know what I mean. Why am I doing this topic? Why would this be appropriate for a Christian woman to talk about? Well, those of you with children and grandchildren that are hearing slang, it's often very, very good for you to know what it does mean. And booty call has been around a long time, but more than anything, this isn't just even sex between two people that love one another but that somebody can just call the other one and, you know, have like what they call a friends with benefits, but not even a friend. Just call me and we'll have sex. It's one step short of prostitution because that would be where you pay for it. And sometimes the one does treat the other one to dinner or something else like that, but often not. So I heard this first maybe six years ago, when I was doing jail ministry, prison ministry, I do the women's two pods, which are the two, each pod is where the women are placed. And I have one group that is the ones that are in there for things like, oh, traffic violations or having not paid fines or even petty theft, shoplifting, being caught with drugs, alcohol, situations like that. Then the second pod is for the more severe crimes, and that would include prostitution, um, attempted murder. It would also include grand theft, and sometimes it's where they're just in the waiting for them to be sentenced to go to actual prison, which would be far from the area where I live. But nevertheless, this is kind of the precursor for that, you might say. So I was doing jail ministry, and many of these girls, most of the ones that do come and choose to come to the Sunday service that I do now in the afternoons, most of them are coming because they have either been in church and they want church, or they hear it's good, that it's fun, that you're going to feel better. But my purpose in each one of these ministry opportunities is to make sure they don't return to their old life. And I even teach them that it says in the Bible, as a dog returns to its vomit. And some of them say, that really makes me think about it because that's what it is. The mess that I was in was just like a bunch of people living in garbage. And we all shared this house. There were about 20 of us. And all we did was get high and take turns stealing and seeing who could get the next score and make sure that we had drugs for the day. And I mean, it just sounds like such a wasted life. 
but it's just a horrible way to live. And they will admit it. They're the first to say, I want out of this. I don't want to go back. And yet, year after year, as I've been doing jail ministry here in this area, I have seen some of the same faces back at least every other year, if not more than that. And yet I often see them with great expectation, with truly believing this is the time I'm going to get my life right. I'm never going to be back in here again. And I really know I can't do it on my own. And I need God's help. And that's why they come out there. They know what I'm going to be talking about. They know that I'm going to say, until you have surrendered your life to Christ, until you have been able to admit that you're a sinner, as we all are, and I give them my testimony. And the tough part is when you step out in faith and believe that God so loved the world, he sent his only begotten son, that whosoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. And then they have to confess it with their mouth. And now it's hard because you have to stay in the word. You have to want to give up your old ways. And that's where I had this one girl shyly raise her hand. And she said, "Um, Dr. Peppers, does that mean I can't do booty calls anymore? And everybody started bursting out laughing. And I had to laugh, too because I knew what it meant, but I just couldn't believe she was saying this sincerely. She wasn't being flippant, and she certainly wasn't trying to build her own reputation around this, because this is the way she made money. She said, I can't pay for rent and pay for my babies, and if I get a job, it's going to be like it, you know, a hamburger joint just making minimum wage, when this way I can afford an apartment, I can feed my children, And I said to her, and this is, you know, directly how I said it, do your children understand what you do? And she said, well, no, of course not. And I said, do you understand what you're really doing? And she said, yes. And I said, are you ashamed of it or are you proud of it? And she said, well, I'm really ashamed. I wouldn't do this if I could get a job doing something else. And I said, have you ever tried one of the programs? And I gave her the place that's only about 10 miles from there where she can not only have housing temporarily, even with her children, paid for, but she can also learn a trade or start working on her GED if she hasn't gotten that, or to go to the tech school close by to get help because somebody is there to help those who need help when they need it. And I'm on the board of an educational group in that same place that connects with these young people, young women especially. And I said, this is our heart's desire to save those that need rescuing and to help those who don't even know they need help yet. And one girl astutely said, isn't that the way it is with God when we come to Christ? And I said, yes, it certainly is. And she said, well, maybe I can do that. Do you think they'd want to help me? I said, you're exactly who they want to help. When Jesus says, whosoever believes in him, he takes us all in. The good, the bad, and the ugly. The old and the young, the black and the white and the red and the yellow. And those who have been successful and fell. Or those who are fallen that have never even been successful. And I said, if you haven't tried it, what have you got to lose? 
And she said, just the stuff I want to lose. I said, there you go. And we prayed. And maybe you, my friend, are going through a similar time. Maybe you have all the money you need. You're successful, but you're empty. Maybe you're just lost. Maybe you have a very serious situation going on health-wise or family-wise, and you don't know where to turn. Whatever you need in your healing or in your overcoming, in your next step, the first step has to be giving your heart to Christ. You may be successful without Him, but you'll never be fulfilled. You may help yourself perfectly, but you won't help others and find the real reason we're here in this short span of life on earth, and that is to be helpers to be encouragers, to let others know what he's done for one, he'll do for you, that he is one step away from being your bread of life. And we're just one beggar helping another beggar find the bread of life. And for me, and I believe for you, the best and most blessed answer you can have is to trust in Christ with all of your heart and lean not on your own understanding. Acknowledge him in all of your ways and he will make your path straight. If you already know him and you live this victorious life, my encouragement for you is to tell more people. We can all be a better witness. We can all go farther. We can all do more. And don't make it a chore. Just ask God to lead you where your heart is. Do you have a heart for children? I have a heart for young women, jail ministry, alternative schools, even getting into the educational groups here where we can go to schools and help the kids be proactive in facing the social dilemmas they have today. Not just the booty calls, but even getting onto the websites and meeting in chat rooms and not even knowing who the guy is they have planned to meet. But my husband has a heart for food ministry. He wants to help the homeless and the needy and to love on those that need just an extra amount of love for the day. And I love that that's his heart's desire. You wouldn't think that coming from a scientific chemistry background, but for whatever reason, that's where God has given him a heart's desire. My friend, wherever you have a heart for little children, maybe for the elderly, maybe for your neighbors, maybe just to teach or to help those that are down and out, whatever it is. I pray you will seek your right place in your own community, and I promise you that God will bless you once you have found your niche, and you will love it because you love him. If you've never trusted in Christ as your Savior, will you receive his love today? Will you admit that you haven't made it well on your own, that you are a sinner? And would you like to be more blessed by trusting Jesus as your Savior? Invite him to be Lord of your heart, to live for him, and let him live in and through you, which he has promised he would do. And when you confess this with your mouth and you find a good place to be fed, a good church, but also a good place to serve, even as Christ said, he came not to be served, but to serve. That's the best and the most blessed life you can have. I know I've been there and done that. And to God be the glory. I'm Dr. Pepper shaking the salt. 
Thanks for staying on, my friend. If you would like to contact me, visit saltandlightministry.com. If you want to share your story with me, ask a question, have me come speak to your group, or maybe just request prayer. Once again, saltandlightministry.com. Thanks and God bless.